0: welcome to cryptid crossroads 505 i'm larry and i'm vince welcome to the show where we talk all things cryptid sasquatch aliens hauntings and anything paranormal you would like to share with us you can reach us at cryptid crossroads 505 at gmail.com so settle in open your mind and
1: enjoy the show
0: Crossroads 505. We're in the studio once again doing it. If you call this a studio, I'm here with my co-host Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome back to the CCR 505. It is a studio.
0: Yes, it is. It's it's our private studio.
1: It might be a studio apartment, but it's still a studio.
0: Anyway, as all our fans know and all our followers and listeners... Every time we come to you and bring you an episode, we do a shot. We're going to switch it up a little bit tonight. Uh, I'm going to once again give a shout out to Chris. Chris, thank you. You still are our sponsor. Uh, and by the, the way, Chris is my son. But tonight... So he has to sponsor that's right. That's right. <laughs> so tonight, uh, I, wanted, I was telling my brother earlier that I met someone who was out at the club i, I want to say it's a pub not a bar uh, it's a pub where families go and eat but we go there and we have drinks me and my friends and and uh or me and my friend and uh <laughs> we uh we we're just sitting there and we had this young woman approach our table and she was uh you know uh promoting the distillery she works for and oh, uh I and mean, and uh, her drink was vodka and i was like yeah, i i don't you know i'm not a vodka fan and uh she convinced me she's a good salesman jennifer you're a good salesman she convinced me to try the vodka and their gin which the gin is lavender and it did taste like lavender but the vodka was so smooth that i told her i'm going to promote it on her podcast so i want everyone in the 505 because this is a local company in the 505 next time you're in the market for some vodka I want you to try this from the Nickel Company. Right. This is really good vodka. Now, I'm going to promote this bottle till it's gone. I may even do it on an empty bottle because I'm convinced it's a good product. Right. So those of you that are in the 505, go ahead and try it.
1: Right. And if you're not in the 505, look up www.nikleco.com nickel co and uh you it'll take you to their website and i'm not sure if they do online sales they might but uh it'll show you a little bit more about their company and even if you are in the 505 i'm sure it'll give you their location where you could go check it out yourself
0: that's right and for the past couple episodes we've been doing shots of the Hollerhead, which my sister sponsored but tonight we're going to do shots of nickel Vodka. And, you know, vodka is not something you shoot. So we mixed it with pomegranate juice.
1: Well, I shoot it, but I'm kind of strange. Yeah. So <laughs> now, anyway. Now, you heard a penny for your thoughts, right? We're not cheap. How about a nickel for that's, your thoughts? That's
0: right. Look at that. And and there is vodka in that, believe it or not.
1: Yeah, and I, I kind of I juiced it up. He
0: before. juiced it up. I, I, I poured the pomegranate. He poured the vodka. This is juiced up. So nickel. Thanks.
1: Thanks to you. Shout out to you. Much, Everybody check them out.
0: Much success to you. Oh, yeah.
1: That was perfect.
0: That Oh, that was a good mixture. Now, you see there's no after bite in that vodka?
1: You know, you, you could kind of... That's what a vodka should be because traditionally vodka should have no smell or no taste. And that's you, it. You, you could feel a little bit of the heat, but that's but it. But it
0: is so smooth. So... Not only because you're from the 505 as we are, if you look there, right there, 505 Cryptid Crossroads, if you want to know what good vodka is, try it. Right. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, I'm the one that said I'll push this product because it, it was that good. So, right,
1: right. Now, um, there, there's some really high-quality vodkas on the market. The, the Russian stuff, and I've even seen it uh, distilled through diamonds.
0: I've, I've seen that too. Now,
1: I don't know the difference. I've never had one of those high-end vodkas, but to me, that's pretty darn good. You know, I've had the cheaper vodkas, and, well, let's face it, I'm a cheapskate. I'm not a millionaire. so But this is really good.
0: Right. It, it is. It's really good. Um, well, let's get on with the show tonight. So, cool. we're going to get back on the Squatch topic. There's Our favorite topic. Our, our favorite topic, because that's what started this podcast. And uh, I want to talk about a video that my brother sent to me, and uh, it was awesome. I, I don't know how to describe this video. You know, I'm not going to say it's fake, and I'm not going to say it's real, but it, it really convinced me that this could be the – it's genuine – Right. Uh,
1: now, I, I don't know exactly where this came from. A friend of mine sent it to me. Uh, I don't know if it was a relative. I don't know if they found it on the net. Maybe they found it on the net, but it's one I haven't seen before. And we usually scour the net for new stuff.
0: We do. Um, and, you know, there's so much stuff out there, a lot of it. You, you look at it and you're like, okay. My.
1: Well, yeah, a little bit of common sense. <clears throat> Well, you know, everything on the net you got to take with a grain of salt. But, you do. But like we, we've talked about before, um, who are we to judge and say, you know, that didn't happen. Uh, we, weren't we weren't there. We weren't there. So we, we look at it and like we, t- we talked about off mic, maybe one of these uh, people who analyze videos could get a hold of it. That's right. And it. they could, you know, break it down and see, you know, f- right. fake or fact.
0: Anyway, you know, he sent me this video, and it's of a tree shaking, and the Squatch is grunting. Now, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I've I've seen videos of trees shaking like this before, but the grunting is what caught my attention because we both, um, we've heard things in the mountains when right. we go. And he, my brother has personally had his encounter, so we don't discredit that. Right, And to, to fake that, you you got to either have had an encounter or you have heard one yourself.
1: Or you've done your research. That's
0: right. So that's what sold me is the grunting, and I wish they would have stuck around for a little bit. But, you know, I don't discredit it because when you hear stuff like that, First thing you're thinking about is I'm getting the hell out of here.
1: Right. And and like me and my brother talked about is we wish they would have stuck around longer, you know, to (coughs) see. Now in this video, and I will post it on our Facebook page uh, later this evening or tomorrow, there's enough room where you could see that there's no equipment. Right. Well, there's it's uh, the trees thick enough, the shrub is thick enough that you can't really tell what's shaking the tree. Now, we've talked about Photoshopping out equipment because they do have, like, tree shakers. Like here in New Mexico, we have pecan trees. Right. So they, they have shakers to get the pecans out. But if it's Photoshopped, one of these uh, analysts could da- put it in their in their computer and with their software... They could see the lines if something's been photoshopped out, right. and that's why one of our favorite analysts is Thinker Thunker. Think that's why we Thunker. always push him. Uh, Green Wave is is really good too, M.K. Davis, but uh, he's I don't know he's he hasn't put out a lot of new stuff. He, like he
0: hasn't, but you know Thinker Thunker is consistent, so I, I I hope he gets a hold of this and he does a review on it.
1: Right. So. You know, it'd be interesting what he <clears> finds. And we, we talked about them sticking around longer. And I, I thought about that too. It was in the middle of the day. You could see that tree shaking. I thought they should have took a few steps, you know, toward the tree. It would either trigger this, whatever shaking the tree to run or charge him. Right. A
0: bluff charge is what right, they call it.
1: Right. And uh, <laughs> with our luck, it wouldn't be a bluff charge. But that <laughs> right. that brought me back to when I had my first encounter. It was middle of the night, around midnight, and uh, there was something on the... There's a little hill where we go in our spot. Right up on the hill, it was yelling, and it was shaking the trees, and those are big trees over there. Uh, I'm talking big, big, and I couldn't shake them like that. No. But when that happened, uh, sticking around or going closer to investigate was the last thing on my mind. Uh, When it was happening... My mind really couldn't even process it because the the whole encounter lasted an hour and a half, and it took me a good 30, 45 minutes to really figure out what I was hearing. And even then, you know, I was guessing, you know, I heard the noises, I seen the eye shine, and then I look back now and I'm thinking, well... (laughs) What else could it have been
0: and and I don't fault the people because they left because w- when he told me his encounter, you know after he processed it, what did he do? He left, he left, and here's why I think you know I didn't say oh I, you're you're bullshitting me. He left everything there
1: right uh. I woke up, <laughs> my daughter and her friend, me and my son were sitting by the fire, and my son was speechless. He's like, I don't know what that is. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I when I figured out, I'm like, I know exactly what that is. Right. And I woke up, my daughter and her friend, and I said, you need to hear this. And I'm like, oh, my God. So they're like, they're ready to bail. So I was out there by myself you know, two animals screaming at me, picking up their shoes and all they did was grab the dog and jump in the truck.
0: Right. And, and I asked my nephew, I said, I always ask him when we're packing up to go out, I say, we both ask him, you want to go? And he still says, no way. He says, nope, I'm good. Nope, And he, he won't go back. But you know, that's, that leads us into another topic. I was I was scrolling the internet today looking at some of these images that people, now there's a lot of people that are making like uh, replicas, uh, you know, it's not Wax Museum stuff, but they're building replicas of Sasquatches and I'm like, they're all pretty similar. I'm like, are people getting this because they're scouring the internet looking at images or do these people, have they had a genuine experience and they're recreating what they've seen?
1: Right now, I, I get it that uh, not every Sasquatch is going to look the same because if they got hu- human DNA like us, you know they're going to have different traits.
0: Well, I mean, look, we've we've heard even in the different areas we've heard that uh, you got the red hair ones, the black hair ones, albino P- people ones. People have even said there's albino ones out there. So if they are partial human and have human DNA, which we've talked about that the mixture where possibly it's, you know, people say it's Gigantopithecus. That is just a straight primate line. But if they have human DNA, then they're going to have different traits like us. And people have even said the eye colors were different in some.
1: Right. Uh, I want to say it was one of the Finding Bigfoot episodes where this lady was walking her dogs and she saw one and she said it had blue eyes.
0: Well, and, and you know... Blue eyes is a true human trait, and I've looked into the, and I don't know how true this is, they say blue eyes come from one person only, and, you know, this is science talking now, not theory. Science has said they've traced that trait back to one person that bred with someone, and from that one person, blue eyes spread throughout the world. And I'm like, well, that's possible because, like we always say, we're, we read our Bible and we right. we have our belief. And if you really think about it, well, we all came from two people. If you're a Christian, if right. you're not, then we just came from a bunch of monkeys getting it on,
1: right, uh, and learn to walk. That's right. So now, if it came from one guy, that that blue-eyed guy was pretty busy. He was like, <laughs> no, like, I, I am <laughs> right what you're saying, but I'll, I'll hold my tongue. Right, but um. You know the the different ones. You know, everyone can't be having the same. Like some people say, "You're it was an illusion." Well, no, no, no. mass n- illusion. N- we can't. They
0: they call uh, it what did they call it? A mass a mass illu- uh,
1: A mass hallucination?
0: Mass hallucination. That's right, what they call it.
1: But um, all the the pictures, a lot of them are so similar. Now there are some similarities. Now different regions are differently like up in uh, the Pac West, uh, you see they look a lot like paddy.
0: Right, of course, uh-huh. Well, that, that's the Pacific Northwest. Now they have different ones and, we, and we've and just on our last podcast we talked about that because we're talking about the size of the footprints and how as you go north. further north they get bigger and and that's the theory that some of them are big. Now I expect the big ones to be monstrous and of course the traits are going to be different everywhere.
1: Right, now I think around here what we have are more similar to the Patty.
0: I, I think eight, so. Nine eight, 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 nine foot tall. Yeah, right?
1: Very thick. But then again, that, that might be different because uh, Patty was a female. Now, a lot of the theory is the ones that we do see are the scouts that come out looking to hunt and stuff. And the the base camp with the tribe is somewhere else. Right. Or, or clan is it what they call them, right? The clans. Now, yeah. that's one of the theories. But, but a lot of them we see... Uh, like in, do you remember the fence hop, uh climber video? Right, at the, at the farm. They're very lean. They're not skinny, they're lean. Lean. And that's, maybe they're the scouts, they're the hunters, they're lean because they have to be fast.
0: They're built for speed. Right. Now, I've heard stories, and you have too, uh, and we've talked about this as well in past episodes too, that four strangers have actually watched these lean ones hunt, deer and elk, and right. the way they hunt them, it's like there's intelligence to these creatures that, that equals, or I'm going to say surpasses mankind right now. No, we have our technology, we have our computers, this and that, but take that away and put us back in the forest. Would we survive? Not many of us would, but right. these creatures have the intellect and the knowledge to survive off the land. Would we get it back? Yeah, we would because human nature, we we adapt and we overcome. Right. But a lot of us would die
1: out. Well, it might take a generation or it two. It would take
0: generations.
1: Right. Now, getting back to uh, the ones we see, the scouts, I, I believe they are very intelligent because they're out there looking for food, right? They're scouting. Right. Now, a lot of the animals in the forest, you know, during times of... Uh, wh- what is it, drought, when we don't have a lot of food up in the mountains, a lot of berries, like, for instance, deer and bear feed on, they they roam into town.
0: Like right now.
1: Like right now. They roam into town. We're here in Albuquerque, and you see Albuquerque, it's a big city. We're down in a hole, but you'd be surprised how many bears roam into town in the Heights.
0: Not bears. I, the well, the area in the city that I live in, me, we, my household, we've we've seen... Right down the block, we've seen a pack of coyotes running through the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, coyotes, but I mean in the heights, right by the Sandias, well, there's bears. No, no.
0: I, I know in the heights that the mountain lions come down, and that's right. why they say keep your little pets in that night, because right now during the drought, they're, they're, they're going to take your little poodle, your shih tzu, whatever you got. They're going to hop the fence right. and take it.
1: And when we lived in Gallup, how many times did you hear stories of bears coming into town? All the time. All the time, where... We've heard the occasional story of a Sasquatch and that was like rare. That's when we were growing up. Right. But I, I think they're more more intelligent because they stay away from the city. They stay away from people. Now I think that one incident where it went through or the story is it went through Mossman going through the trash which is a
0: neighborhood in Gallup.
1: Right. Now that might have been out of pure desperation because hunger will make any animal do things they don't. Of course. Do. Well, well let's
0: let, let's take that back to back right here in New Mexico where we're at the five hundred five, the Farmington area. So there's some casinos that are owned by the Navajo Nation, and supposedly under security cameras at the Fruitland, which is in Farmington, in Farmington area. Supposedly, and this is I haven't seen it because, of course, they're not going to release it. But it got leaked that there was footage of two or three of them rummaging through the dumpsters at the that casino. casino, right? And you know, it was late at night. But the security cameras caught them, and that blew up for that blew up for like a year. And it blew up through the Farmington people that are doing what we do, like doing the Sasquatch investigation. And I've seen pictures of. Footprints by the the river, the Mesilla Valley River and, you know, the San Juan River, good footprints. And it's hard to say that those are faked.
1: Right. The San Juan River Basin has always been a hot spot.
0: It has. And and we've heard the Navajo elder stories about them helping them during times. And we've also heard of the stories from Native old women that say they come into their property and just brutalize their livestock
1: right now getting back to the show finding bigfoot whatever you may think about it you may think oh it's just for entertainment this and that and 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 a lot of it is i'm sure but they have caught some good footage and some of it was down on the San Juan River Basin because they had a thermal <coughs> image of one like behind the shrubbage and it was even throwing rocks in the river. I don't know if you remember that episode. I,
0: I do, but their best footage, and they will admit, is where we go. Yes. It's up in the Jemes Mountains. They have the thermal footage because that's where we go, the and, and
1: And there's also some good footage which made them want to go there. That's right. Now, if you go on the internet and look up... Thermal footage in the Hamis. There was a group of people out there, and they they actually captured a couple of them, right?
0: Right. It, it was no one big one going through the woods.
1: No, I, I saw two. I think in one of them.
0: Well, the the one that they put on Finding Bigfoot when they've been to New Mexico twice, right? And the one in the Hamis, yes, that footage, that thermal image, it's it's not a normal human. If the, let's just say it's the rock on his shoulders moving, you know, because this is a big thing moving through the forest. And they even analyzed it.
1: Right. Now, the one you're talking about is a shirt going from tree to tree.
0: Right. It's just walking through the forest, and it's a big, it's bulky. It's right. huge.
1: Now, I want to say on that one, it's it has all the...
0: The limbs, everything.
1: No, no, it has all the the traits. Like, they look for, like, the way the knees bend right. and stuff gate, like that.
0: Right, the gate the and... and you, you you guys can find it if you if you watch finding Bigfoot hits on there so
1: now on i one of the first episodes of uh finding uh, when finding Bigfoot went to the hamus it was because of the twins
0: well that was uh, that was brought up and uh, yes you're right on one of the episodes and when that came out now that's man that's like
1: Over a decade ago? I want to
0: say 10, 11 years ago. It's when Finding Bigfoot first hit the airwaves. So me and my son, who no longer lives with me, he lives in Dallas, his name's Jimmy. Jimmy, your shout-out. We got on our motorcycles, and we rode that same path, and the the only thing we saw was a big-ass bear digging under a log looking for either termites or grubs, and we stopped, and that bear just stopped, looked at us, held up its paw like this, like, what's your next move? Right. And I told my son, let's go. Yep.
1: <laughs> and that that's the same road, the one going toward Los Alamos. That's it. That's the same one where I was out there after a snowfall. My children and I, we, we just went, well, they're, I call my children, they're already high school age. We just went for a ride. And that's when I saw the footprints on the side of the road that went and stepped over the fence and just kept going into the forest. I... I I should have stopped and investigated, but on that road, there's there's a drop-off. There's really nowhere to pull over. You have to find a, a pull-over spot, like uh, they have these overlooks where you could see the right. Baez Caldera or right. or the mountains, but there was nowhere to pull over, so I, I went as far as I could, then I where I found a spot I could turn around, and I turned around and we went back and... And my kids were like, how did you even see that? You're supposed to be driving.
0: Right. But and and like we've, we've talked about this. We've mentioned it more than once or twice. But do you remember when we took my dogs up there for yep. the first time? Yep. And we, we my dog just bolted. As soon as I let him out of the truck, he bolted to the tree line. And I thought, well, okay, he's new up here. He's just excited. Come to find out. Well, I have what's called uh, Chesapeake Bay Retrievers, and they're purebred and their hunting dogs and he came across some big prints that we followed and we didn't see him till we started walking down the hill and we're like oh that's what he was looking
1: yeah, at your dog took off he went right to them and you're like get back
0: here <laughs> <laughs> I'm like get over here I well I thought you know he's he he was still a pup he was about a year old and but he, he locked on he it. locked on and bolted to it and he's like I guess he picked up a scent that we didn't right. and as we We went up. We're filming with your drone, and we went up the hill. And uh, as we're coming down, we're like, "Whoa, look!" As we followed him, we're like, "There it is—the tree line. That's what he was doing." Right, and uh, he—that was
1: his first time in the forest. Everything was was new to him. That's why he wasn't intimidated. Like uh, some dogs, like hunting dogs, when they catch that that scent of a Bigfoot, they'll, uh, they'll back down.
0: And, and you know what? Those, all the ones we saw back down on the videos when they're hunting, those are hound dogs. I got Chesapeake Bay retrievers, bro. They don't back down.
1: Well, they got like two, three times the size of a hound dog. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. My brother says they're my little horses. (laughs)
1: They're they're big dogs. They're big dogs. I, I go in the back when I help him in the backyard, whatever, and, uh, it takes me all I can just to stay on my feet and they're playing with me. <laughs> and
0: they are big dogs. They are. But they're my dogs. I love them. Anyway, yeah, so, you know, it, he locked on and uh, we know that there's been footprints up in the Farmington area and they are genuine. We've heard stories from not just, you know, these these are not just people that you say are bullshitting because these are people that have lived on the land for Generation after generation. And they talk about how they're up in the, what's that mountain range there? The Chuska Mountains. Oh, yeah. They're there. They're in the Hamus Mountains. Now, we don't have the sightings they do like in the Pacific Northwest where they see thousands every year. Or out east in, in the Appalachians where they see them. Or down in the Texas in the the Thicket area where right. they see them constantly. What? Because we're desert.
1: And, and the way the things work around here is uh, we have our Jemez our Mountains. There's like a couple of roads and people, they're like everywhere. They camp on those roads and a, not a lot of people get off the beaten path.
0: No, but you know what I have seen? And I'm not going to discredit it. I have seen like three or four police cam videos lately. And the latest one was I think I saw a month ago. And where was it? I I want to say it was... Oh, I can't even. I'm gonna have to dig it up, but it was a police cam video that it was here in New Mexico, and the sheriff spotted it. And does that get out on Channel Four News?
1: No, absolutely not, because uh, I'm sure they delete that video.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, it got it got put out on the internet, and
1: now a, a lot of the uh, that that's probably rare that it got put out. Um, a lot of these law enforcement people especially if they're still working, they don't want to say nothing because wow. they don't want to put their job in jeopardy. Now, we know somebody who's a retired state trooper, and uh, he was telling me, because uh, I always talk to him about, you know, the UFO activity we see in the Haymans. Right. And he was telling me about a, a crash south of Gallup, around the Rhema area, you know, the right. area. But he was he had to wait there for the wrecker. You know, they took everyone to the hospital, whatever. And he said while he was waiting there by himself, he saw some crazy stuff in the sky he couldn't explain.
0: Well, I, I mean, we see it up in the Hamas. Um, our older brother, we took him, what, about a year ago?
1: Not even a year Not ago. Not even a year Well, eight last months? summer. Eight, <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. We took our older brother up there because he's a truck driver. He don't get out a lot. And it was his lucky night because the things we see in the sky up there, and here's why we go up there too. There's no lights. You see every star out there. Right. So you see some crazy activity that you can't explain in the sky. We don't see it every time we go, but we've seen a lot of activity of like shining craft that just zooms off at high rates of speed and just makes a quick stop. This time when we were out there, we all saw it was a craft and it was just zoomed off and it zigzagged like... Like Charlie Brown's shirt zigzagged, and we all saw it, and we looked at my older brother and said, "Did you see that?" He's like, "I did." Yep,
1: you know, it's it's the stuff we see out there is weird, and it might be the Russians because they dropped us vodka.
0: That no 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 this is this is American <laughs> vodka yep. corn. If it was potato, then it'd be Russian. It, oh. It would have been Lana's Vodka. We,
1: we will say the, the potatoes for Lays. That's
0: right. Anyway, that same night, we were in the truck, and we are going to do a podcast.
1: About what we saw in the sky. Okay.
0: And then what happened?
1: Then we, we started talking. Then the truck, the whole truck just shook it, like that. Sh- it swayed. I, I said, did you feel that? And they were like, yeah, I did. And it took us a minute to get out because we didn't really realize. Well, because we're
0: up there, and it's pitch dark.
1: Yeah, and I was hitting the brake light to see if I could see anything behind me. But when we got out, that was a shocker.
0: It was. It was a shocker.
1: Yeah, there was a big handprint on the side of my truck. Now, we go up there. It's a gravel road, so everything's dusty. You know, we got a thin coat of dust and then a big handprint, probably about four inches longer than mine.
0: Right. And was that coincidence? Probably not because we go to that same spot trying to lure them. And, you know, maybe we're crazy because we try to lure them in. Uh
1: that's called a habituation, where they get used to us being that's, there. That's they right. come closer. Now, I sent my brother a video, and I've talked about this before, Team Squatch USA, and he talks about how he got started because he's big. He, he claims to have seen portals, but uh, I, I've always took that with a grain of salt. But seeing his one, a couple of his very first interviews when he had his encounter with his family, mm-hmm. he's genuine. He's very emotional, and I don't know if you've even seen it yet.
0: <laughs> I. I still haven't. I mean, I scour the internet when I have time because, you know, I, I'm busy. But when I have time, this is the topic I look for. But,
1: but you, you really got to watch his interview. Then he takes off from there. He's a reputable guy. He's a psychiatrist. He has a practice. Uh, he's had a couple of habituation sites. But the first one, everyone found out about it. So they flooded it. And he even has a name. He He claims that they could speak to him telepathically. Well, I've heard and uh have And he calls them... The, the the people have a certain kind of name and the elders all have their own names and, you know, they, they reveal things to him. It's weird because uh, supposedly they reveal things about what's going to happen in the future, like with our country, with our leadership, and well, it's, it's just interesting. Team Squatch USA, you could find them on YouTube. I'm going to look I'm for that. I'm not saying you know that that's gospel but it's very interesting what he says and it's even more interesting what he's been through well
0: i mean and let's let's look at it many people have said that you know they spoke to me telepathically but and they supposedly use what's that called uh chokeweed no 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 not chokeweed (laughs) Uh, that that one was funny but no what's the not i the sound uh
1: Oh, uh, infrasound.
0: Infrasound. That's because we know elephants use it. Right. Tigers use it.
1: Tigers use it to put fear into their prey.
0: Right. No, there's, there's a handful of animals on this earth that infrasound is proven to be using for. Now, elephants use it to communicate for up to 100 miles away.
1: Uh, well, I've heard it longer. It, it
0: can be, yes. So elephants use infrasound so that if if one's out of the pack or lost, they, infrasound brings right. them back. We don't hear it. No one hears it, but people feel it. Right. And, and, but they hear it, and it's like sonar to them. They know where to go.
1: And that's why a lot of people who have these Sasquatch encounters, they get scared because they said they could feel it. In their body. Right. It said it, it
0: froze me. I felt my whole being was frozen. Now. And that's interesting. Now,
1: when I had my encounter, I, I didn't experience that. Right. But then again, they may not have been trying to scare me off. No. They just wanted to say, hey, we're here. Like I said, the male, he made himself present, then he kept moving. Right. Until the neighbor screamed and he came back. But the female stood there the whole time. And I'm guessing because I had youngsters.
0: Could be, could and, uh, be. The,
1: the thing that popped into my head was the twins. You know, it could have been brother and sister, so maybe the sister had no kids. So And jumping forward to when you and your kids went fishing at Fenton, didn't one of your boys straight up ask the one of the rangers about Bigfoot activity?
0: They did, and, and they wouldn't tell us.
1: Well, no, no, they said a set of twins. Well,
0: well no, we we asked twice. The first time, they went. But the second time, they said there was a set of twins up there. And that's when I told my son, well, we heard about them on Finding Bigfoot. But the first time we went up, because me and my boys always went up the, My boys love to fish. That's what they do. And, you know, and when we went to the other side of the lake, that's when I told you we saw the tree bend. Right. So
1: Now, now tree bends, uh, tree structures... Blocking the road. That's like the norm to us. Every time we go up there,
0: we look for that stuff and that stuff's
1: Now, most e- people at least just think, well, it's a at least once a season. There's a big tree blocking the road.
0: Every time we go up there.
1: Uh, and, I mean, there, there's times it helps us because we'll chop it up for fire. That's right. There's, I've showed my friends pictures and there's no, no stumps, you know, nothing. Now, no. Now, real quick, let's touch on this. Uh, I sent you the picture that was sent to me about a tree upside down with the roots.
0: Yeah. How does that happen?
1: Right. Uh, do we get back to, is it a hoax? But a lot of these places you can't get equipment to, but can't. like we said, with that picture, we don't know the whole story. We don't know what's behind him. There might be a major highway behind him.
0: Right. And, and like where we go, whew, you're lucky if you could get. We, we had to stop taking the camping trailer because there was so much rain this year that Watch you can't get back there. But yet there's still trees blocking, thrown blocking the road. And I'll, I'll take that back to if since we're talking about New Mexico, if you want to. And I found a story about the Taos area up in the Chimayo area. And there was a man that gave his story and he gave a detailed story of. There, in that mountain range there, there were some squatches, he said. There were some Bigfoot. And as they would go up a road, you know, he said, trees kept getting thrown, and they would go and they'd clear them. They'd move it. But they'd come back a day later and the trees were thrown again. And he said he finally got the message that we're not wanted here. And the message was, this is our land. You don't come past this. This is where we live. And they finally seen it. Now, you may still be able to find that on the internet because that's where I found it. And when I read that, I was like, wow. And now these are men that are in their 70s, you know. They're, they're probably deceased by now because I read the story years ago, even before we started this podcast, because I've been into the subject that long. And when I read that story, I was like, well, that's just right up the street, you know. Right. Mayo, Taos, that area is right here. But there is still a lot of sightings in that area because those mountain ranges take you into Colorado. Right. What you don't hear is people talking about it because everyone says, I don't want people to think I'm crazy or that I'm the town kook.
1: Right. Now, I I sent you a picture the other day of uh, one, it looks like a juvenile in the forest, but the picture's kind of weird.
0: I did see that. I, I looked at it, I was like, ah.
1: But it's weird, I mean... But it came from the girl that we are supposed to have on the podcast, right. and she backed out. So I don't, I don't know what to think of it. I'm, I'm not calling her a hoaxer or nothing. But no. These pictures are weird. Now, getting back to, do you remember the uh, Sasquatch, Ontario? Yeah. He would say he would take his camera, but he wouldn't snap any photos. They would superimpose images on there for him.
0: Well, you know, tell her, come on and explain that photo.
1: Yeah, I, I wish they would, but some people aren't. We don't care what people think about I, us. I some don't. people care what they think about. I
0: us. I don't because, and here's the reason why we don't care. Because, for one, you've had a genuine experience. Two, I've been out there with you, and I've heard some shit.
1: Yep, yep. And heard. and
0: things that I can't explain. And I know that's not a man. That's right. not a. That's no human being making that now. Right. Na-na-na-na.
1: When I first had my experience, one of the first things you asked me was, "Are you sure it wasn't people messing with you?" Right. And when you heard that, it's not people.
0: It's not. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we want to bring to you tonight. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you've had a sighting, a haunting, or you've seen a UFO, reach out to us. And you know how to do it. Yep. Just watch the exit video, or. We tell you on the way out.
1: Right. And I want to give a shout out to uh, the Rhinestone Cowboy in San Mateo. I wish you and Valentino a lot of happiness.
0: You got that. Anyway, thanks for listening. And once again, thanks to Nico Co. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And be sure to reach out to us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. Peace. Peace.